Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the instant match reaction after Liverpool were knocked out of the FA Cup by a scoreline of 3-2 to two against Manchester United. Damn, that pains me to say. Uh, I'm joined by Ben Kelly for this one. Uh, ben, let's, let's, let's do some positives first. Because I think I was really pissed off at the end of the game. And I was really pissed off when I was doing the Red Mentions. And I was really pissed off midweek against Burnley as well. Having now had 10, 12 minutes uh, to think about it, there are a few positives to take out of the game. You know, we scored a couple of goals. That was a nice thing. Mm-hmm. The post scored a couple of goals and Mo Salah got back in the goals and everything else. And, and that felt good, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, for, for, for 10 minutes or so, you know, obviously um, it's, a, it's a while since we've lost to them, actually. So, you know, that's that's one of the reasons that it, that it kind of hurts. But, you know, yeah, there were, there were positives. We started the game really well. You know, in the, the first 10 minutes, we, we looked really good you know we, we had a lot of the ball we were pinging it around you know very very early on there was um, a, a good opportunity sort of crafted um, and then obviously we get the goal to show for it and it's a really good Liverpool goal it's it's Firmino doing what he does best it's coming deep getting the ball and playing those you know final cutting edge passes if you like for, for the other two and obviously it's a really good finish from Mo Salah as well you know if there were fans you know in the ground today you know what a lot of that would have been would he have really celebrated like, I don't know. It was funny that actually, possibly, probably. I mean, I don't know if that's just a consequence of maybe the recent run of form. You know, the no celebrating. Maybe they feel, you know, at the moment that like you know they're not quite themselves and and they need to earn the right to celebrate. You know, maybe that's something that an internal agreement in the squad or something like that. I did think that was a bit funny. I did notice that. Um, yeah, but you know, as I say, does it worry you, Ben? Because uh, there's, been a, because there's been a lot of talk, isn't there, about Real Madrid Salah and Salah yeah, and all that yeah. type of stuff. And um, he's fueling the flame, uh, fueling the flames. Yeah, if maybe, nothing else, um, maybe. I, I think it's. I think it's funny at the moment. I, personally, I think right now it's it's more down to just the fact that we've been in crap form and there's been a few crap performances, and you know nobody's particularly happy about it. Um, and as I say, you know, you you want to get back to winning ways really before you you know you, you go one nil up in Old Trafford. It's it's a good thing, but you know ultimately it means nothing at that stage in the game. You know, as the result shows. So I think I think right now there's like it's getting harder week by week to not read into it, it into these things on that level. But like I'd say at the moment, I think still the severity of the situation. I think flat not having fans there does make a difference. Um, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily be too worried about that kind of thing just yet, personally. But there will undoubtedly be some people who are. Yeah, no, I think, I think they will be. And, and, and look, some of Liverpool's build-up play was really, really good. And I, th- I felt like, for me, that 
the positives were Salah getting back on the score sheet, Liverpool getting back on the score sheet. Never mind Salah, to be fair. Like it's been that long since we've we've stuck one in the back of the net, hasn't it? So, but that's probably that's probably it. To be honest with you, I think Trent's had a bit of an up and down game again. Um, Andy Robertson doesn't look like Andy Robertson when he doesn't have Sadio Mane in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's fair to say. I think we all know how good they are. I don't think Thiago had the best game today. Uh, I think you can probably point a finger at Thiago for the third goal. Um, obviously, I, I think Cavani goes down a bit easy, but he buys it. Fair play. Does what he needs to do. I think he's already going down, but Fabinho does touch him, so it's probably a free kick. And then... And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's come out and said he did 30 minutes, Bruno Fernandes extra training. You'd be fucking Kaya, yeah. thanks, you bellend. Uh, didn't really need to hear that, but it wasn't for us, was it? In fact, it was it was absolutely not for us. No. It was for Manchester United fans. That's a consequence of me following Simon Stone on Twitter, that. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but it is what it is. And look, I think we, we do have to do the negatives of the game. And <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the big negative, uh, uh, as it probably should be on his performance is Reese Williams wasn't good enough and this isn't something that's new to us. I think we, we probably knew that relying on a 19-year-old away at Old Trafford in an FA Cup tie wasn't going to be plain sailing. No, and it, look, this isn't his fault. It's you know this is part of a wider problem and a problem that it's it feels week by week is and he's, becoming... he shouldn't get the blame. No, 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 for absolutely being not. Part and unfortunately, of this unfortunately, will because of because of the culture of modern football this, these days. And this is what winds me up is that whether we think or not, Reese Williams will get abuse on Twitter tonight. There'll be fans out there, idiots, who will go out and and target Reese Williams for this. This isn't this isn't this is part of a wider issue. At Liverpool and Reese Williams has been caught up in the middle of it through no fault of his own. Reese Williams shouldn't have been on the pitch today, right? This comes down to the fact it goes all the way back to the summer where Liverpool let go of Dejan Lovren and they didn't replace him. Now, at the time, it was a bit of a dodgy decision, but obviously, you, you can't account for losing both centre backs t- you know, to these injuries. So, I accept that at the time you were taking a risk, and by the same token that it's not come off. It might it might well have all been fine. We might we might have had Van Dijk and Gomez available available today. But for me, you're looking at the situation in the summer. You've got those two. Van Dijk was pretty reliable. Joe Gomez was on and off. But you know, with the with the with the fitness issues of Matip, you needed another one. We didn't go for another one. It's backfired. This over the last few weeks. It's it's an issue that's just grown and grown, and obviously with with Klopp's comments that he made on Friday prior to this game and the press conference, it, it it's for the fir- for the first time I, I'm feeling a little bit more of a of an unrest behind the scenes, and and people will throw the pandemic at me, and people you know might throw the the um, the availability of options out there, but for me Klopp's got somebody in mind. If he's asked for a centre back, if he's asked for funds for a centre back. For me, that says that Jurgen Klopp thinks that there's somebody available for him that he can go and buy now. And I think, whereas before, even at the beginning of this month, I was very much in the mind frame of, well, we can't just sign anyone. Like, I know we need a centre-back, but we can't just sign anyone. Right now, I'm starting to get a little bit tired of this. Liverpool need to open... We've got a week to go and sign a centre-back. Liverpool need to go and sign a centre-back because all that's going to happen is that players like Rhys Williams are going to be kept being thrown into the firing line and this is going to be really difficult for his confidence. And again, it's not his fault. But if you go out, it doesn't matter whether you know that you should be playing on that pitch today or not. But if you're Reese Williams, you go out away at Old Trafford, big game. You're coming up with that. You know, we talked about it on the um, on the pre-game show about the quality of a player like Edison Cavani. Now, no, it wasn't necessarily directly Cavani that caused um, Williams' problems today. I thought it was more the pace of Rashford. Mm. Um, but 
when you come away from a big game like that as a young kid and you know that you've messed up and you know that you've cost your team a goal and you know that it's not the first time, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had the same problem at Villa. You know, you've got to wonder what it's starting to, what it, what this is starting to do for its development. Now, this obviously, again, and I'm sorry to be talking for a little while here, but I don't necessarily think that the, 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 the problem with the owners is black or white. I think you can, I, I can appreciate the things that FSG have done for Liverpool and I'm never going to use that hashtag on Twitter and I'm, ne- I'm never going to publicly come out and really slant the owners and you know say some of the things that I've seen about the owners over the last few days. But I do, see, I do think at the moment that there's a frustration with Klopp towards the owners and I, and I think it's justified and I think, you know, I, as I say, I can appreciate the good things that the owners have done, but I also I can criticise right now that I think the owners need to be doing more. We've got a real asset in Jurgen Klopp at the moment and they need to back him. All the things that Jurgen Klopp's done for us over the last few years, they need to come out and back the manager because if we lose him, and I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but if we lose him, then we'll be looking back at it and going, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I must admit, I, I feel very similarly to you. And the one disagreement I do have, and I'm not having a go here or anything, we're all entitled to our opinions, is I don't feel that unrest in the same way that you feel. I can, and I said this on the watch along, and apologies for anyone who's watched that, but I think it's worth repeating because a lot of people just come to this show uh, rather than watch the, I didn't, the watch I didn't along. Hear what you said either, so sorry. I I was along the lines of I appreciate everything that FSG have done for Liverpool and FSG with Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp is like ninety percent why Liverpool are where they are, but that other ten percent is the team and uh, more than that, the team's yeah. bigger part. Let's take the back. Part of it is behind the scenes, behind the scenes people and the Michael Edwards and FSG and everything else that they've done. That's all part and parcel. FSG signed Jürgen Klopp in the first place. FSG have signed the players, gone out there, bought the players for him. You know, Jürgen didn't want Mo Salah, apparently. Remember that? Mm. You know, and he gets Mo Salah because of the committee that they put together. So, and I'm not ready to write FSG off as owners, but I am in exactly the same position with you where I'm like, don't piss a season away. Don't piss us, and I'm not saying like the season's going to be gone, but a, an opportunity to win the Premier League doesn't come around every year. So go out there and sign a centre half if you're truly serious. And I don't care really whether and, and the pandemic thing going to get all that and the money and I know where exactly what gross sales Liverpool are going to be missing out on is close to 200 million. Get a fucking loan. Because I'm not yeah. asked. Yeah. Like, you know what the I mean? Money, Just the get, money, a, get a load. The money. Get a sense of having. Because they, they've only got a short window, this team, to yeah. go and sign somebody and to go and win the Premier League. We might have four years where this team can win the Premier League and you might have just pissed one of them away. The money must be there in some shape or form. I'm not, I'm not having it. You know, FSG are an international multi-million pound conglomerate company that have companies in America and they, you know, they've got the club in England. There, there must be a way of finding the money. What upsets me right now is the fact, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll ta- for me, the unrest that I was talking about before, the comments that were posted in writing on Friday night, I don't think quite had the same sort of menace behind them as when you watch the clip of Klopp talking in the press conference. Absolutely. But what I do feel is that is that is this this is the first time that Klopp has, and I know he was asked a question, but when it comes to these matters for me, in you know, looking at what Klopp how dealt how Klopp has dealt with these matters previously, when it comes down to transfers and contracts and conversations between him him and the board, it's always he shuts it down. It's always we don't talk about these things. These things, you know, this is this is something we don't talk about. Like that's a phrase he loves to use. When he was asked about that question on Friday, he did take time to come out and talk about how, you know, he admitted that he'd asked for a centre back. 
he admitted that he's not going to cry because he's not getting what he wants. And while I, I think that, again, the, the, the way that he said that wasn't necessarily how it was portrayed later on, I feel like previously he'd have just gone, look, what's, what, what's said between me and the board or, or, you know, what I asked for in terms of transfers, we don't speak about that to the press. And I feel as if there's been a slight shift in how Klopp has talked about these matters over the last few weeks. I brought this up after the Villa game that we talked about and we did the final word late on the Friday night. There was a there was another just throwaway comment that like I fit maybe at the time I felt like I was reading a bit too much into it, but again, like in context and sort of building these things up, there's but I think there's been a slight shift in how Klopp is talking about these things in front of the press. Personally, there could be, there very well could be. But I, I watched the one in the daytime, the press conference in the daytime. I've obviously read the quotes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But he was so la- he was laughing about it, like he genuinely couldn't believe that people didn't understand that he didn't sign the checks. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? So and I do get that there may have been a change in tact in how he deals with it, or maybe he's just been asked the question three times and he's already elaborated on it once and he's elaborating on further. So maybe that's just it because. At the end of the day, he's quite a truthful human being as well. He doesn't really play his cards close to his chest a lot of time. And when everything's going good, no one's asking those questions. So why would he freely admit that he's trying to sign someone when we're the top of the Premier League and we're winning European Cups? They're not, the questions aren't the same. So yeah. I, I find it difficult to say, well, actually, is there a change in tact? Because things have been going so well for so long that those questions weren't getting asked of him. So I find it difficult to know how he would have answered those questions in mm. the past. I mean, I mean, previously we've seen him say that he thinks he's got two of the best centre-backs in the league in Sacco and Lovren because he's being asked about Van Dijk. You know, so he's, he's covering and he's, you know, he's, he's trying to do all that. Maybe it is just putting a little bit of pressure on the board and there is no and I hope that it is malice there or something. Uh, you know, I, I, and, and hopefully it's not got to that stage yet, you know, I, I, but I, I do think that Action needs to be taken at, at, at this point, and, and but I think the but I think the problem is the overriding problem is that when it comes to the FSG conversation, I feel like we're here having a relatively level-headed debate about it. But when you go out and you read people's thoughts on FSG, it's like two ends of a very very large spectrum. You either have to be FSG out and slandering the FSG and slandering FSG and slandering the owners and, and really against them. And if you're not this. You're all the way over on the other side where you're a top red and you're defending them to, to you know, and you're dying on the hill of FSG. But that's you, the problem with modern society. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There is no conversation and no debate online because you've got 280 characters yeah. to do it. In. I'm not, I'm not FSG out. I'm just very much in the interest of getting a centre back in, and yeah. I can criticise them for that. That's all I am. I, again, just because you're not in one place when it comes to the owners doesn't mean that you're on the complete opposite way of it. And I think that's the problem. There aren't enough level-headed conversations being had about the need that... FSG have been quite good owners for Liverpool over a long period of time, and they've proven that right now they need to be the owners that we've seen and just pull the trigger and buy a centre-back. Completely agree, completely agree. Uh, Rabadam uh, sent us 20 Norwegian Krona, just signed Koulibaly already. A bit old, but great. I mean... Uh, yeah, I'd, I'm all in on buying a cooler barley. It's not going to happen, though, is it? That's the problem. Not right now. It's not. No. And, and this is the thing. So this is but, the other but, perspective. But ben, can I just can I just ask a question? Because look, we we know where we each other stand on this. Um, very similar points of view. Differ on one. Doesn't matter. Each entitled to our opinions. Not going to try and change yours. Won't be able to yeah, anyway. Yeah. But when we didn't sign Virgil Van Dijk. When we sold Coutinho, I remember saying at the time it was negligent of the owners not to sign a replacement for Felipe Coutinho and, and all that type of stuff. And then we go on and we buy Virgil van Dijk quite a long time later. 
Or what did we choose? No, no, we signed Van Dyke before the same him. Window, yeah, Sorry, yeah. Yeah. We signed Van Dyke before him. We got but we wanted in, Van Dyke in the but summer. We, but we wanted him in the summer. Sorry. But what we didn't realise until we signed Virgil Van Dyke is Jürgen was willing to wait for the right person. Do you think that the situation is Liverpool right now has got so bad? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Jürgen is now moved away from the long-term plan and is back to, we need a short-term plan and we need a centre-half? Or do you think if he has the option of buying the man that he absolutely 100% wants in the summer, he'll wait for him? Um, I, I This is what I, I sort of meant before. I think there's been a shift over the last couple of weeks in terms of what, yeah, exactly that. I think Jürgen now, in the sense that he's coming out and saying he's asked for a centre-back, I think that, that, for me, that means that there's somebody out there, whether it's a short-term or long-term solution, there's somebody out there right now that he wants and he thinks might be able to help solve this, this current problem. And he's, and, he's, and he's being denied that now. Again, maybe, maybe there's people like Mike Gordon and, and Michael Edwards who are going, no, we need to stick with the plan. We, you know, for all we know, they, they might be looking at Koulibaly or Rupert Meccano in the summer. It's not possible right now. I appreciate it's not possible right now. But we might be about to spunk £70 million on one of them in, mm-hmm. the, in the summer. And they're, and they're talking to Jürgen and saying, no, we, we want to stick to this plan, we want to stick to plan A. And that, and that's maybe where the, the, the debate's coming in, you know, behind the and scenes. And that's probably right, because I can imagine it, whereby, you know, to get a, to get a centre-half in now, like, look, I'd fucking, anyone who's a Premier League centre-half would do for me. Yeah. You know, anyone who's not a 19-year-old kid who's got experience in league would do for me. But if it hinders the budgets later down the line, that's what Liverpool is. That's the thing, though. We're fans. We don't get to yeah. see the inner workings. We get to st- stand here and type on Twitter and say what we want to say because we've all got a platform. Everybody's got a platform to be able to do that now. But what we don't have is the facts of the matter. And the older I've got, the more I've appreciated. It's very hard to be all the way over here or all the way over here when you are shrouded in grey, a a grey area, because we don't see the inner workings of the football club. That's why I find it so difficult. That's why I'm always like left of centre, as it were, or, you know, I'm not... That's how it feels, doesn't it? But that's right, because how can you possibly... If you are if you a level-headed fa- person, make yourself a decision and put a fucking flag in the ground when you don't know the inner workings of the football club. Yeah. And everyone's in the same boat there, and we all look at it slightly differently. And people will be sat there going, "Effort you out." Fair play, they might be right. 
they really might be right. Maybe maybe we do need better owners bit with, with deeper pockets than FSG. I don't know. What I do know is that we've won the European Cup, we're world champions, we've won the Premier League in the last couple of years. That's what I know. And for 30 years prior to that, we didn't win the fucking Premier League. So they've got a little bit of credit in the bank for me. I really want them to sign a centre-half, and I do do think it's probably going to be negligent if they don't sign a centre-half, but I've been proven wrong before, and we've all been proven wrong when it comes to football, and maybe we should all probably respect each other's opinions a little bit more. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just think right now, based on what you said at the beginning of the show, even if there is a long-term plan for a centre-back in the summer, as you said, I think, and I agree with you right now, that not signing a centre back right like over the next week means that we piss away this season. I don't. Th- I. I'll. I. I'm going to be open enough to say I don't think we're going to win this. I don't think we're going to win the league or the Champions League if we don't sign another centre back this season. And because, that's because Reese Williams and Nat Phillips yeah. aren't of the level that's no, needed to win. Absolutely those, no not. matter how many world class players and, are on the team. And even you know. And again, even if we'd, the league might be a little bit more simple you know we might be able to bridge the gap a little bit more in the you know you get a couple of fluky wins you know and all that but when it comes to the Champions League in particular and you're playing you get to the latter stage of the Champions League and you're playing your Real Madrid's and right now your Manchester City's and you know all these top sides around Europe Reese Williams it just isn't the level just just isn't the not level yet. Might, not, never, not might, not, might, might never, never get be there. there. Good prospect. But he's being rushed into it right now because of the situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah, he is. Let's get back onto the game then. Um, tell you one of the things that... Oh, thank you so much for the Super Chat, Liam Cox. And actually, we've just got a new member, Meaty Goodness. Thank you for joining as a club captain. Meaty Goodness. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that I found really frustrating about the game, and I think it's something that Liverpool need to get a handle on really quickly is that space behind Trent, <clears throat> because we're not getting the attacking <clears throat> excuse me, outlet that is Trent Alexander-Arnold when he's firing on all cylinders. The game's nearly not there at the moment. It's, it's just clearly not there. But we can't leave ourselves so open and make it so easy for Manchester United to get in behind, because it, for the, throughout the entire 94 minutes, 95 if you include the first minute of extra time in the first half, that ball was on. How... How have we gone through a 95 in a game of football leaving that ball on all the time? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult. I mean, it's it's something that I think, you know, you've got... I think it was adjusted at half-time, but I think it's muscle memory, isn't it? You know, for the full-backs, you, you want it... You, they, they like to get up. They You know, they like to push forward. Scream at them. Well, exactly, and I think I think that's it. And I, I think, it, you know, particularly in that first half, say we, we had the best of it, really, until we scored... Um, but then there was a couple of chances, yeah, where the, exactly that ball was played, and it was always going to happen because, again, you know, obviously we, we discussed the centre backs, but they were always going to target Reese Williams today, and you know the pace of Rashford. That's always going was going to be what he was looking to do, and I would have just liked a little bit more maturity from Trent really to kind of recognise that himself. You know what I mean? In that, maybe that's something that's. On the whole, I mean, we know that Trent hasn't been in great form over the last few weeks, but on the whole of Trent's game at the moment, you're going to remind ourselves that he's very young. Maybe that's just what he's missing at the moment. Because I think if James Milner's playing right back there, Mm. he spots that and goes, you know what, Okay, James Milner isn't going to get as high anyway to begin with. But James Milner goes, you know what, I've 
spot it. I'll just plug that gap a little bit more often. That's the kind of thing that James Milner or Jordan Henderson does. Um, and maybe that's something we're missing from Henderson today because you know we we know that when when Trent likes to bomb on, that then becomes Jordan Henderson's space. You know, just be, you know just to cover that gap doesn't necessarily come in. He doesn't necessarily come in and play right back, mm. but he just he, he puts himself. He does two jobs. He comes in and he you know he plant, he might plant himself square on, and he can see the situation happening behind him, and he can see the situation happening in the field. That's what Jordan Henderson does very well, and he's got the engine to do it for ninety minutes. Not necessarily something that Thiago is going to do. Not necessarily something that you know uh, Gini Wild album's going to do you know Milner, Milner will do it but it, it, that's something that we miss I think from Jordan Henderson not playing at all never mind you know just playing at centre back uh, we had a super chat from James Lim thank you very much for the £2 super chat really appreciate that uh, I want to talk about uh, James Milner a little bit because I thought he had a, I thought he had a decent game to be honest with you I thought he he probably did provide that leadership that we wanted him in uh, in the midfield for. but not only that him and Gini Wijnaldum at times getting back onto some of the positives they did attack and they did get into the penalty of Milner had a couple of ones from inside the area where yeah, you know, he yeah. could have scored you know, he had that volley there's doesn't one, he there's one at 2-1 just, yeah. just before the goal as well yeah. and what did you think of his performance then I thought it was good I thought you know I, he, he just does the basics really well um, and, and that's something that you know <laughs> I think is he thirty six now, or he's coming up to thirty six. Next year, thirty six. So, maybe. so like you know, he's not he's not going to be around forever, and it's something that we're really going to miss when he's gone. The ability to put James, we've got we've got somebody in there who can come in, and he's played every single type of game there is to play. He's played at the top level for you know he's played he's played in Champions League finals. He's played in top um, you know title races. He's played at the top level for England. Like he's done all of these games. He's played in FA Cup finals for lots of different clubs. He's played in like he's played in the Manchester derby. He's played in the the Newcastle Sunderland derby. He's played, you know he's played in the Birmingham derby. And and therefore you've got a player there who you can just drop in in a game like today and it's not a problem you, you know you, you barely bat an eyelid and that's that's because he just as i say just does the basics really really well um and and yeah on top of that you know, you do get the odd little bit of creativity for, from him as well and you you know in a in a game like today unfortunately you know at the moment over the last few years for liverpool as well you know he's been wasted a little bit because we've you know he's had to plug the left gap of left back and right back. But you know when he comes in and he puts in a, like you know a really good midfield performance like you do today, you know you realise what you miss a little bit for you know when you have to put him in those areas. Um, I still think he's a really good option, and I think you know now we're out the FA Cup. There might be less opportunities for him to feature this season because mm-hmm. you know I do think that when Henderson's fit and if we get a centre back in and and you know, you, you when Wijnaldum and Thiago and you know Fabinho I, th- I think there's many players above him in the pecking order in midfield. Cater's another one, um, but you know it just it just goes to show that when he is on the team sheet, you know we're not losing anything. No, no, you're absolutely right. And let's let's talk about one more thing then before we before we wrap this one up then. Um, I think we were both discussing actually prior to the show. I think you know Manchester United subs had a positive impact, and maybe Liverpool's didn't. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Bruno Fernandes, he's, he is world class, isn't he? Yeah, you know, and that, and that's that's something that we have to we have to swallow. Um, he comes on. I actually called it. I said it to myself. This is going in. This and it goes in. Maybe Allison could have done a little bit better. Maybe but, Thiago could have done better. Yeah, but you know it's it's hit hard and low, and you know it's it's a, it's a good strike. I think Allison thinks there that, that he's got to go over the wall, and yeah. it's that. But for me, half a second of indecision, and Thiago should have potentially. Been but for me, I I, I like. I mean, I'm no world class footballer, but if I'm got I a know, situation, I know. I know you've played five side with me. Uh, it, in that situation, I, if I'm taking that free kick. It's very, very difficult to put that over the wall from that close. And as a world-class goalkeeper like Allison, if I had to hedge my bets, 
Well, yeah, trust your wall, but but I'd be yeah, I'd be anticipating him going that way. If you trust your, if you trust your wall, and it it goes, but if if you trust your wall and it goes in, it's not your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If it goes in your side, but it's 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 arguably your fault. And I think Thiago probably could have done better. We've had a super chat from DBX. Why didn't Robbo get forward more? Was less than usual. I agree with that. And and uh, Ray J, uh, Thiago not a six, no back four cover. Let's get on to the Robbo one first and foremost. Then because for me, Robbo was getting forwards first half. But Robbo doesn't. Robbo's not Robbo without Barney. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't think it works quite the same. I, th- I think Kurt Jones was a little bit sort of hung out to dry there. To be honest with you today, yeah. I think you know we didn't see loads of him from the left wing position. I think he was a little bit better. But when everyone's legs fell off when he when he's moved sort of more central and Barney comes on and stuff and yeah a, a little bit of a tough out for for Robbo today and and Ray J's Thiago's not a six no back four cover. I I, I don't think Thiago's the six that we need. Right now, mm-hmm. I think we need Fabinho as the six yeah. right now, and obviously that's we're yeah, not we're not able to do that in any way, shape, or form. But I think we need a bit more of a destroyer, to be honest with you. I think Thiago's good. I don't think he had his best game for us. I think maybe one of his weakest games actually. I think it was a little bit overrun at times. Probably didn't f- provide the cover that was necessary uh, going against Manchester United. I understand why he's played there because you want to get the ball moving quickly. But my my problem at the moment is the movement in front of Thiago. If there's no one free, then who's he pass it to? And again, we became a little bit one-dimensional at times throughout the game didn't we and you know very slow build-up boring at times to get it out wide and that was the problem Ross mentioned it I thought it was a great point during the comms when it was last 10 minutes and we were really sort of trying to push on for a goal we sort of reverted to type of whipping loads of balls into the box for Man United to clear and that's a little bit disheartening yeah um, I don't it's really difficult isn't it because that that's not where we want Thiago to be playing it's probably not where Thiago wants to be playing and I don't know it. and again it feeds into the same sense of that situation in terms of is it is it worth giving you know if Matip's going to be fit for a little bit is it worth you know now having Fabinho back in midfield Who, and, and, play, and, 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 and playing with Nat Phillips, try, trying that out? I, I, don't, I don't know. I've not seen a horrendously bad performance from Nat Phillips, to be honest. But the fact that you know Reese Williams goes and does what he does against Aston Villa and is still trusted today maybe speaks a little bit about what Klopp's seen in training. Anyway, we've talked about the centre-backs. In terms of Thiago, yeah, I agree. I, I, what I found interesting, because I agree he was overrun, is... And there may be something there for, for, the, for the stats show that I'm going to do tomorrow from Man United's perspective because Thiago ran the show last week at Anfield and he played very, very well. And something, something you know, Oli made a tactical tweak or yeah, something they today. He ignored the midfield. To, well, what? They ignored the midfield. Well, yeah, in what way? In that whenever McTominay or Pogba got it deep, they just went, fumph, right, yeah, over the top yeah, of it. Yeah. Mm, yeah, okay, fair enough, yeah. So what, No about, messing yeah. around, dead quick, before anyone can yeah. press you, vumph. Straight up. That's what annoyed me about the 10 thing. Mm. They just ignored the midfield. Yeah. They went down the sides. They went over the top. But I mean, also, when, when Thiago did have the ball, he didn't seem to have the freedom like he did last week mm. to be picking the passes. And maybe that does come down to the movement ahead of him. And maybe that does come down to the fact that Jones doesn't move as much as Mane or whatever. You know, I, I agree. I wouldn't. I, there's no, there's been no evidence so far to suggest that Curtis Jones is a winger. For, like for me, he's so much better in midfield. But I think it comes down to the fact that he wanted Milner to play, um, and then you know between Wijnaldum and Thiago, it's probably a coin toss as to you know. Well, if he wants Thiago to play in the six, you know maybe you could have played Thia- um, Jones in the middle instead of Wijnaldum. But if he wants to rest Mane. And he doesn't want to play, you know what I mean. So there's, yeah. there's all I these think questions. Fall and foul here of trying to win the game against Burnley and the game against Manchester United. Yeah. And what I mean by that is he's kind of picked. Let's say your best side's 100. percent 
he's kind of gone. 85%, 85% instead yeah. of 100%, 50% yeah. uh, for the Burnley game. And then the thing, he's hedged his bets and tried to win both yeah. games. And, he's, and Mane and he's coming out had a bigger impact than I think yeah. he probably felt. And that's all that's all well and good if you just sneak the one will win against Burnley in it, really. You know what I mean? And and, that, and that's what it comes It's those fine margins. Yeah. Um, and, and, that's <clears> what, and that's what it comes down to. I'm, get, I'm getting sick of losing Could this <laughs> be a blessing in the skies, Ben Kelly? Potentially. Um, I saw your note on that and I had a little look. Obviously, the fifth round would have been between Leicester and Manchester City. They're two tough games mm-hmm. uh, and it's not far away. Um, so, you know, and you've got Leipzig knocking around at that point as well. Um, so, so, potentially. Um, I don't really understand. I don't know why. Maybe somebody else, it's probably COVID related, but the fifth round, a whole month earlier than it was last season this year. Don't really know why I think why that's that is. all to do with all the competitions right, and it yeah. being truncated and everything um, else. So so that that was quite interesting when I looked at that because, I, you know, t- like the Chelsea game last season was one of the last games that went ahead. Um, and I, so I know that that was a lot later it's, I think on. it's also the late Premier League start and mm. everything else and, and all that um, type of stuff isn't it so yeah and probably the Euros as well that's probably got something to do with it so so yeah that 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 is something potentially but as I said on the on the on the show that you know before the game I'd, I'd quite like to have won the FA Cup you know imagine it's not happening now but you know imagine you know, we get towards the end of the season and you know, we 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 might have had a you know, if fans are starting to get back into the grounds, you know, a few like you know, even a select few of us might have been able to have a day out of Wembley to go. You know, if if it wasn't something that that if if the league was starting to drop off, you know, as you as you rightly say, I don't think we should completely rule out the league yet. But you know, it would have been. I think it would have been nice to have something cooking on the back burner just in case. Um, obviously, it, it's it's not going to happen. Um, and 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 that's one of those things. But I would have liked to progress today, obviously, but. Yeah, we've not. We've got to. We've got to. You know, we've got to look at what's coming up now in the future. Uh, Jesse Evans, one night nine super chat. Socrates on a free. Got experience at least. I know. I said I just want to sign a Premier League class centre back. I don't think he is. No, quite I, honestly, if he can't get into Arsenal side. At no, the moment. and if he's, he's, I think he's slower than recent Nat, yeah. and I think that really does does hinder us. I could be proved wrong if we were to go and sign him. Um, maybe he's got that experience that, you know, his reading of the game could cover it, but there's a reason that Arsenal have let him go, I think. So for, for me, it's it's probably a no. Um, but, you know, um, I, I hopefully I'll be stand corrected. Uh, maybe he could come in and maybe he could do a job. I don't know. Anyway, that has been the Instant Match Reaction. I'm Chris Pajak. That's Ben Kelly. Thank you from us. Thank you for watching all of today's comments. I'd like to tell you that it's going to get better. I feel that it's going to get better, but that's not based on absolutely anything. Um, So enjoy the rest of your evening. We'll see you next time. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.